Welcome to Tim Stodds FM, a place to share new ideas, speak freely, and continuously find ways to live our best lives. And now your host, Tim Stoddart. Hey, what's up, everyone? My name is Tim Stoddart. Welcome to Tim Stodds FM. Thank you so much for joining me today. We have a phenomenal episode and a phenomenal guest. My guest today is Miss Molly McCarthy. Molly is one of my absolute favorite people. She has been working at Stodzy for two and a half years at this point. Uh, she came in really entry level, I think just kind of managing some blogs. And at this point, she's basically running the entire operation. Uh, I would call her the president, but we're really terrible with job titles at Stodzy. And actually, that was something that we were joking about in the podcast that uh, all these years later, I don't think we actually have a job title for Molly. Uh, So we're going to have to work on that. She's come so far and she has so much to offer and she's just got such a good head on her shoulders. And man, I'm so grateful to have her uh, on the team. And I know that you're going to get a lot from this interview and a lot Uh, from her because she's just a real asset to Stodzy and to any operation that she works with. Before we get started, let me just remind you that Tim Stodz FM is brought to you by StodzyMedia.com. We are a premier online marketing agency. Uh, We specialize in content marketing and we specialize in search engine optimization. Traffic that comes from Google, organic traffic is the most valuable, most high converting traffic that you can ever get. If you want to sell something, if you want to grow your business, you want to get traffic from Google. That's what we specialize in. StodzyMedia.com. That's S-T-O-D-Z-Y Media.com. Check out the website. Sign up for a free SEO audit. If you have any questions, we can help you out. I'm always interested to talk, to talk to people. Now that we got that out of the way, please enjoy this episode and help me welcome Molly McCarthy. Molly, you'd be very happy to know that for the first time ever, I prepared for a podcast interview <laughs> and I actually thought about it and I took like an hour and I have questions. Look at this. Oh, perfect. I have interview questions. Perfect. The first thing. First of all, thanks for doing this with me. As I was pondering our journey at Stasi and what we've been doing, um, I was thinking about the introduction that I was going to do with you, and I realized that I can't do it yet because I still don't have a job title (laughs) (laughs) for you. I've just kind of made them up over the years now. (laughs) I don't know what it is now. So what do you think the most recent... If I were to make Molly's, if we were to make your business card right now, yeah, what would your job title be? I don't know. I mean, I always want to sound cooler than I am, but yeah, but now's um, your shot. Now is my shot. I don't know. I mean, that's so funny Why? that you said that because I never, I haven't like thought about it too much. Because we were jo- actually we were joking the other day with Tyler how like I was like Tyler like what is like your official title or whatever you've been here for most year and he's mm-hmm. like I don't know and Jeff goes he's the office pal <laughs> 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 he just does odds and ends <laughs> and I was like I don't know I made up 
I changed it when I first started. Yeah, we've made up was like doing job like, titles for you now. Yeah, like doing like the content manager was like mm. my official title. And then when I started to do like the analytics stuff, I was like, all right, like, would it be really cool sounding? And I was like, head marketing strategist. Don't even know what that means. Me neither. <laughs> now it's, I don't know, director of something. Director of something is good because now you're basically in charge of everything. So you're definitely the director. Maybe we have to make like, composer <laughs> like the composer <laughs> at the head of an orchestra yes you know, maybe you're just like the office composer office composer okay we'll work on that and i'm totally open for suggestions so my first question something that i really admire about you and that i've always appreciated about you and that i've, I've said to you pretty openly is just that you're always trying to like be the best that you possibly can and there's really you've never needed anybody to kind of like watch over you to say like you can do better you can do better like you're very self-driven in that way i know you're passionate about coming to work every day and you're always the first one in here like every time i come in you're already at your desk working i'm curious i don't know if i've never really asked you like what is it about your job that you're so passionate about or that excites you so much i I was curious, like, is it this job in particular or do you think that you would be that way anywhere you went? Like, I just want to know, like, what is it that you love about coming to work so much every day? Um, I think it's a combination. Like, A, it's our culture. Like, yeah. I love everyone here and uh, we have a ton of fun. So it's like I never have had in the past, you know, over two years, like... I've never woken up and just been like, oh, like I don't want to go to work. Yeah, like because I lived that life for so long, where Definitely. I would wake up and be like, anxiety mm-hmm. of having to go to a job that I hate for eight hours and count it down. Um, <laughs> so Sorry. that's okay. So um, I think it's a combination, but I also love what we do, and I think it's part of why I get super, what's the word, like excited, I guess is because like, it's not like I went to school for this. Mm -hmm. And so I just kind of happened to fall into it when I came here. And uh, I never really thought, I guess, that I would like, um, like I always like hated technology just because I'm bad at it growing up. And Mm -hmm. uh, so I never thought I'd be like working like in this kind of industry and I love it. But it's like, I think because like I never had like a formal education in it, it's like, this this occurrence to me of like oh my god like I can learn anything I want like as long as I just like put the time in and like search it like all this information is really just for free on the internet and it's just like I think that part alone is super cool like kind of gets me riled up like oh shit like I can I can learn whatever I want like I can do whatever I want yeah I can totally relate that was really the thing that got me into it because I I I wasn't really into technology either um I always was into the internet just because I liked reading, but even now I'm still not really into technology. Yeah. You know, like I, I don't, I've learned from sitting next to Brian, like exactly how a computer works. But when I started this, like if you were to show me a computer, I wouldn't be able to tell you what it does. Yeah. But I just made a decision that there was like a freedom that I could have by taking like the willingness and just the, uh, what's the word? Like, putting myself forward to just do it and just to learn because the the options are really limitless and i think it 
I think what you're trying to say is that it's it's like a real level playing field. And as long as you come in here, like you can do whatever you want to do. And I I thought that was really cool. I, I'm glad to know that the culture here makes you excited to come to work because uh, I don't know, that shit means a lot to me. Yeah. And I think it's important because when people, just like you said, that feeling when you wake up in the morning and you just think about going to work and you just want to like, do anything to not go to work yeah <laughs> you know what i mean it's yes. the worst feeling in the world i think enjoying your job is super important that's what makes it you know worthwhile i guess but it's like i always like you know me i'm obsessed with like memes on the internet it's really the only reason why i go on social media <laughs> you do have really good memes i, I always have the best because i don't ca- honestly like it's like i don't really care too much about not that I don't care about other people's lives on the internet, but like at the end of the day, the only reason why I really have any interest is just to look at funny memes and funny videos. Mm-hmm. But I always think about this and I get like super corny in my head and I get like so grateful because it's like you always see memes that are like middle-aged people like talking about how, or even like people in their 20s, like how they um, would rather get like hit by a car than like go into work or whatever. And I used to be like that so bad. And now yeah. I'm like, God, I feel so lucky I don't have to, think that way like i don't i can't relate to that at all anymore i'm like geez like i forget sometimes that like people wake up every day and go even most people probably most people yeah even Mm -hmm. if it's something that they enjoy like you know my one of my sisters is a teacher and like she loves being a teacher but at the same time it's like teachers don't really get paid what they should so it's like i think there's still that piece where it's like geez like I went to school for all these years and and like I love what I do and I love being around kids but still kind of gotta like take shit from from yeah. the school board and whatever and and you're getting paid like nothing I would imagine it makes it very difficult even if you love the work if the reward isn't where it needs to be it would make it difficult to like stay passionate every day yeah i think that's the difference is mm-hmm. is every day because like i mean everyone even i like will kind of get into like ruts of course where i'm just like kind of bored with things and yeah. then and then that's though like when i i look for something like new to learn and i'm like oh you know what let me just become super obsessive over this until i figure <laughs> it out <laughs> put all my time and energy into it so is that if it if you had to simplify it, talk us through what it is that keeps you so focused and so intentional on the work. I think it's it's a it's like a combination of like motivation, but it's the motivations like derived from like inspiration from something. Mm-hmm. So it's it's got to be something that like piques my interest, I guess. Something like I think maybe like a year and a half ago, I started really getting into coding and I like got super excited about it. And I was like, yeah, I remember that. I started to figure it out a little bit and I was like, okay, this isn't so far out there. I never thought I'd be able to like figure out even the basics. Mm-hmm. And then I started to, and it just like fire inside of me all of a sudden. I was like, I'm going to sure. learn how to do everything. And so I just spent all my time, like I like signed up for classes for it and uh-huh. all that kind of stuff. And then, I mean, eventually the math got really hard. So I stopped because I hate math, but. Yeah, code is definitely a language that some people yeah. can just understand. I'm in the same boat as you with code. I know enough to it that like when I look at it, I know what the fuck I'm looking yeah. at. Yeah. You know, but mm-hmm. I can't read it like <clears throat> like some people can just read every single line and they know what every yeah. line says. I mean, yeah. there's some people in here who, you know, we don't need to talk about. <laughs> <laughs> um, it's cool to know because I've I've just been curious about it 
I see you so focused and like so intentional and especially it's difficult to kind of put into a simple conversation, but if we could somehow show like how raw you were when you first started coming in here and yeah. now like how confident you are in the work that you're doing and granted like everybody's always got room to improve you know i'm not trying to make any of us out to look like we're some like elite super geniuses yeah. what i'm trying to say is that the um, the improvements that you've made super super drastic over such a short period of time and i would attribute that to just focus on your part yeah you know? like you you really have that ability to just focus like way more than me <laughs> i gotta use that that tide app basically every oh, day yeah. if i want to really mm -hmm. get some shit done because i'm just all over the place and i gotta yeah. stand up and walk around and uh, you don't have to do that so on that note i wanted to to take an opportunity to like be honest as a company because you always kind of want to put your best foot forward right but you of all people would know what are some of the improvements that you think we can make um that's a good question I feel like I, I try to think about that a lot. Well, that's why I asked you because you're always yeah. looking for holes and um, like ways that we can improve stuff. I know. That's why I always, I always like, we'll ask you and Brian too. It's, I try to look at it company wide, what we can do better. And mm -hmm. then also like, that's why I'm always, I love criticism. I'm like, tell me what I'm doing wrong. Cause it's the only way yeah, you're you can, twisted like that. you can see, I know. <laughs> I don't know. I mean, it's definitely been like a gradual thing, but it's always, it's never like huge things. It's, I think I look at it by like department sure. if we even can really say we have like departments we definitely do it we do we, yeah we've gotten better with that but certain things like with the content so there was just I don't know I think for me I always see things as like um organizational so it's like okay if we make this like content inventory system mm -hmm. then that in turn like sure it's extra work but then every month when you make a calendar or whatever, like you can make such a better plan of action of like, okay, like what pages are you going to try to like boost, you know, through blog posts or whatever, because mm -hmm. you have it all laid out on a spreadsheet, stuff like that, instead of just like trying to come up with it in your head or the way that we do like reporting now that we did it a lot more basic, like a year and a half ago or communication yeah was the biggest the but big one. that's i think we've gotten pretty good with that the past couple of months with slack i think so as well from what I, I think you're telling me the biggest improvement that we can always make is with systems yeah because you love building systems i love it <laughs> yeah you really love it and you know what? i want your opinion on this because I, I really like building systems too i think that's like one thing that we do really really well is as soon as something comes in we can identify what it is, identify like what system to put it in, mm -hmm. put it in there and then know exactly how to execute on that. But I fear that <clears throat> sometimes things can get too systematized yeah. to where you you lose like the individuality of a particular client or like a particular creative campaign that you're working on. So what do you think the balance between that is? Because if we just leave it up to you, I feel it's like Sazi would much. just be a robot machine. Yeah, that's where that's like one of the things that I definitely lack is um, it's almost like I need like reins on me, though, because like I'm so much where I'll wind up putting everything into like a box kind yeah. of like this is exactly how everything needs to be done. And just because it's like the most like efficient and as soon as we get it in, like this person does this and whatever and. I get like I'll definitely like get like too wrapped up in that where I need just someone to be like all right like chill out mm -hmm. you know let it flow for a little bit or whatever so it's almost like the messiness even though you could look at it 
like it's a bad thing like this yeah. is this is sloppy we need to clean this up mm-hmm. is kind of just as important as yeah <laughs> it's funny because even when we were just coming in here i was thinking to myself god like why is my desk always such a fucking wreck and then we look at brian's and brian's is a wreck now because i basically put all of my stuff on brian's <laughs> desk but yeah. uh you're like i know but that's so interesting because i've read that people with messy desks are usually creative and then people that like have really clean desks are like really about systems and about linear thinking and i'm sure if i walk over to your desk right now (laughs) it's probably spotless right it's spotless and like (laughs) so much so that i have to like make sure that my keyboard is level with the monitors and like the mouse pad is like le- like so everything every- everything up. is like lined up and mm-hmm. like I can't I can't like leave unless it's like everything is like comfortable and like looks looks nice. So then even with that though, even knowing that maybe you're overly uh, systematic, do you still think there's improvements in the systems we have? And like, what do you think they are, and what should we make do to make them better? I mean, there's always something, but sometimes. I feel like the biggest problem that everything always boiled down to was the communication aspect. In between ourselves or in between the clients or both? Um, no, I feel like more just like in between ourselves mm-hmm. was always like something might like fall through the cracks and like the confusion would come in or whatever. Yeah. Slack has helped a lot, but look at David. David's the one that wanted us to have Slack so bad and he's never on it, mm-hmm. which is, it's like funny, but it's like, very david-esque it's very david-esque i like sent him something i got so it was so funny this is what i love about here though is that we can like get so mad at each other and then it's just like two seconds later it's whatever but i got really mad at him the other day because something had to be done and i like typed up on a document just like a rundown of what the Mm -hmm. next steps were for one of our clients and what needed to be done but what needed to be done first before we actually put the work in and so i like typed it up, shared it with everybody. I'm like, everybody, please read this. Like, so we're on the same page. And then like a couple of days later, David's like, oh, I, uh, I did this. It's, it's all set up if you want to look at it. And I was like, David, like we weren't supposed to put the time into this yet. And he's like, well, why wouldn't you tell me? Why can't you just keep me in the loop with these things? And I'm like, David, <laughs> I was like, look through your messages. Like it's in Slack. Like it's on this document. I have your name labeled next to like exactly like <laughs> the order of things. And it's just, it's just funny that he's like, can you keep me in the loop? And if David, we do, you just, it's about choosing to like actually stay in the loop. Yeah. You know, we can use Slack all we want or whatever our group chats, but it's, it doesn't matter if no one's like actually reading it. Yeah, but I I think you're you're totally right where in that's like just a small example of no matter how hard you try to get better at things, like it always comes down to communication, right? Because yeah. I didn't even really notice it until you just said it. It seems like every problem we've ever fucking had mm-hmm. has always been about just somebody not being on the same page with yeah. somebody else. And yeah. so like you're both working towards something, but you're just kind of working in like different directions. Yeah. And then you don't realize it until you're you already got some work done and you're like, wait a minute, I'm all the way over here. And yeah. the other person's like, wait, I'm all the way over here. I think, I think that's probably super common, especially in like an agency model of just internally departments and people being able to communicate with each other. Why do you think, and this is a really interesting question for you in particular, because you've seen the evolution of what we do, but why do you think so many people and so many agencies have such a difficult time breaking through all the internet noise. We've always 
done a really good job of like breaking through and actually getting attention to things and actually like providing results, right? But what do you think is the biggest factor that is holding people, whether it's like an individual brand or other agencies back from really just breaking through all of that noise? I think people are scared to go against the grain. I think that they're scared that, you know, if everyone's saying like, oh, if you dump all your money into Facebook, like Mm -hmm. you're going to get the attention that you want. But in reality, it's not always the case or like, sure, you'll get attention. But we talk about this all the time. Like, it's not really worth it to put a ton of money into like Facebook ads and likes because how much of that is actually going to convert. Right. And so it's like, I'm sure like a lot of people like agencies, for instance, like they think, okay, well, they want us they want to show more like fluff than like results because Mm -hmm. if they show like oh my god look what we did we got you ten thousand likes this month but like okay how much money did you make them you know what i mean so i think it's some people focus too much on on like their their fluff than like the actual results man i must like really really drive that point (laughs) home like every (laughs) fucking day because you didn't hesitate with that answer at all and that shit drives me so crazy because Man, I just, I, I think to myself, like, what happened to where all of a sudden it was, like, acceptable to be able to accept money from people and give that as your work? Be like, okay, we didn't actually do anything. Yeah. But, like, here's all of this stuff that <laughs> was, like, a byproduct of what we did. Right. I guess it's like a social media thing. And obviously I, I spend a lot of time thinking about this stuff, but you know, I've, I've mentioned this in the podcast a lot, but Jules and I have been watching bad men and yeah. we're on season seven. Uh, such a good show. I know it's great. And so I just think that back then there was a commission model. Mm-hmm. Like agencies got paid through commissions. And if you didn't, if you're advertising or your marketing or whatever it was advertising, then what we do is a little bit different. But if your work didn't actually produce like a return, you just flat out didn't make any fucking money. Right. And eventually in the show, there was even this place where like they, the uh, industry as a whole, like the advertising industry started transitioning from a commission model to more like a fee model, which is kind of what we are, like a recurring fee. Uh, Right, right. But even still, I just can't believe that it's acceptable to be able to like accept a monthly fee from people and present Facebook likes yeah. as a fucking result. Right. It's crazy to me. And it's like, I think about that too. Cause I, I, I think part of it, maybe for other agencies or, or individual people that are working more like freelance, it's like, I think maybe part of it is apart from like the fluff aspect of it of Mm -hmm. of like oh like look what i did when in reality they didn't really do anything it just like looks good on paper Mm -hmm. but also that um you know a lot of times i'm like maybe they just don't know what they're doing like they don't know how to produce like actual seo results i think not knowing what you're doing is definitely a big deal and i think i think that learning what you're doing comes from like being willing to make a lot of mistakes yeah and it's, it's difficult to do that when you're doing it on somebody else's dime. But uh, I think that's another thing that we've done well is like we've been willing to risk spending money on like experimentation yeah, to just learn from it and yeah. being better equipped to, you know, maybe do that again in the future or know like, hey, don't do that. that yeah. Work. No, I agree. 
I don't know. I think it's it's um, it's it's annoying when people like you just like. Does see it bother people. you to see it? It bothers me to see people talk so much about like how much they know, and in reality, like it's all around like the noise and the hype, and it's like okay, but like you have to be able to be honest with your clients and say, listen, yeah. like if you want to put your money into this, like we'll do it. And sure, it'll maybe it'll help your brand like a little bit, but you're not going to make money off of that's not where like your return comes from, like Mm -hmm. the actual like getting real like organic traffic results. Mm -hmm. What you want is going to take a few months like it's going to take time and you have to like I think it's putting those expectations out there from like the get go. Yeah, You know what I mean? And I think people are like too scared. You know, they're not going to make any money for like three or four months or five months. Like then they're just, they're just not going to want to do it at all. But it's like, that's the reality. And you have to like be professional enough to say like, listen, like we know what we're doing and this is like a realistic timeline and this is why. And we'll we'll tell you exactly why. I think you're totally right about that. I think that's one of like, I think that's one of the best things that's been said on this podcast so far is that this is just the reality And especially because if you're willing to do that, it works out longer for you. So like, yes, potentially there will be some clients that see three to four months. I'm not going to risk that. Yeah, it's not for me. But you are going to have those clients that appreciate you being honest with it. And then they're they're actually investing in being able to do that. And with that honesty comes trust. And with that trust comes clients that stay with you. So if you look at it the other way. You're going to close some clients if you sell them like this dream. Mm-hmm. You're going to say, yeah, I mean, we're going to see results right away. We're going to do such great work. But right. three or four months later, they're really counting their dollars and they're going to be like, this isn't working. Yeah. As opposed to the opposite where you just tell them the expectations, you buy yourself a little time and then you earn yourself the right to really show what can be done. And when that does get done and when like the proof is in the pudding and you do what you say you're going to do, then you know that client's going to stay with you for like years, mm-hmm. right? So it's the difference between selling a whole bunch of clients that stick with you for like two or three months at a time, you know, we'll say four to six months to give you the benefit of the doubt, or having people that stick with you for years and years. Yeah, exactly. But in, you know, I think that too helps you kind of like weed out. Not that you ever want to like turn down a client, but at the same time, it's like, yeah, it gets to a point, you get to a point like where your company is successful enough that you like have that sort of like luxury to be able to do that. But it's, that's the point though, is that you don't want to take on a client that's going to have like a a very tight budget. That's like nervous already. You don't want to like have to like fight with your client kind of, you you know, feel when they're nervous. You can. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Gosh, that's so interesting. Like, you don't. You don't want to work with those people because... It's just a headache. It's, yeah, it, it's a headache, but there's also... I don't know how to explain it. There's, like, a bad fucking vibe that comes <laughs> around with, like, really being nervous about everything because mm-hmm. they're nervous, which makes us nervous, which means that, like, you're a little apprehensive to do the things that, like, actually just need to be done yeah. where you can save yourself the trouble by saying, like, look... I see your expectations. It's just not going to happen. So yeah. you can either do it this way because like we know what we're doing or maybe this this just isn't going to work. And I don't miss those days <laughs> in the beginning where like we were just so broke and like trying to make it happen that that you would take on any business you can get because you're absolutely right. Like once you get to that level, picking and choosing who you want to work with is really important because one, you can ruin your reputation and two, just because it makes life 
better. Yeah. And it makes like the vibe in the office better. Yeah. And everybody knows that one client that just won't go away and is always <laughs> nagging in here. It was yeah. like, ah. Yeah. You again. Cause it, and it's hard too because it's like, because it is, it's a trade. It's a skill that like you have to learn. So mm-hmm. trying to like explain that to people that have no idea what you're talking about probably get nervous like oh like are like do they really know like am i going to be wasting my money you know it's all oh, it's a lot of money a month i have to spend but it's as Vinny would say scared money don't make no money <laughs> <laughs> he would say that yeah that's what it boils down to you know but okay. it's not it's not a risk though that's the point is you're right it's not it's not even about that mm-hmm. if you were going to dump your money into useless shit then sure but yeah, it's not like the lottery. Like the lottery yeah. is a risk. Yeah. And there's odds behind it. This is I don't want to say a guarantee just because I don't like those words, but it's kind of yeah. one of those things where like if you do the work, you do it the right way and you do it the way you're supposed to do it, it's going to fucking work. It's black and white. Yeah. yeah. Sometimes it might take longer than others yeah. just depending on like competition or circumstances, but if you do the work, you do it the right way, sooner or later you it's going to pay off. It's yeah, it's not like you don't that's what I like about it too. It's like, Me it's, too. it's so gray and it changes all the time. Like the way that things work. But at the same time, it's like, it's the fundamental, like if you stick to the, uh, mm-hmm. the, the basic fundamentals, you know what I mean? It's eventually like, it's just, it's not going to never like not work. Yeah. You know, it's never not going to work. Yeah. <laughs> like it's going to work if you know what you're doing. That'd be like a cool tagline. It's going to work. <laughs> <laughs> it's like, it's going to work if you know what you're doing. Yeah. That's a cool uh philosophy i think to just kind of build what we do around it okay let me transition what is the hardest part of your job um oh that's a good question i don't know um i think it used to be talking to people hated talking to clients Mm -hmm. but it doesn't even i kind of like it now usually our clients are pretty cool but um I don't know. I guess it's not what it like what it used to be it changes. And you seem to be doing things pretty I don't want to say effortlessly, but you don't get shook up too often. No. I mean, and I think that kind of comes with time and with confidence of For sure. knowing what you're doing and being more like assured with yourself, like mm-hmm. okay, like I don't really second guess myself as much as I used to. When you just know what you're doing, mm-hmm. then there's no reason to kind of second guess yourself. Yeah. And that only comes with time and experience and education. Yeah. Trial and error. Mm-hmm. Messing things up enough. But so then even still, like, think about it. Like, w- I think what do you struggle with the most? Well, I think it's like what we were talking about before is um, thinking in the future is like, I don't want to um, endlessly put shit in a box, mm-hmm. you know? Like, I think it's, for me, it's always finding some kind of balance in my life between, like, I want us to be able to, like, function as, like, effortlessly and smoothly as possible Mm -hmm. so that, like, no one's ever confused and everyone's on the same page and, you know, everyone's sort of, like, at ease because, like, no one's not informed about something at any given point. But it's also, like, I don't want to do that so much so that, like, it takes away from, like individuality yeah and like just yeah 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 things i'm good at i'm good at organizing shit i can help you with time management i can help you prioritize like your list like whatever like Mm -hmm. what do you need help with i'll help you but i also i have to like kind of step back sometimes and be like all right if you want to have your flow go at it just as long as you get your shit done like whatever it's hard to do that yeah 
especially when it's something that like you've built and in your mind you just know regardless if it's right or not you still know <laughs> be like this is the best way to do yeah, it yeah. just listen to me yeah. but then sometimes you have to really take a step back and appreciate that other people may have like a different way of doing things and a different perspective that you never even really thought of and yeah. sometimes it works out but most of the time i have to look at those situations and really think uh. <laughs> 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 like just let me just do it this way it'll yeah. be better you think that's the hardest part of your job? Yeah, I think so. God, even sitting here across from you, like the way you carry yourself and the way you talk about what it is we do and how confident and not even confident, just how assured you are in yourself mm -hmm. in saying it is so fucking different than it would have been two yeah. and a half years ago. Yeah. And it's just, it makes me like feel really good <laughs> to see that. Yeah, I don't know. Um. When we were talking earlier about you learning and about you taking initiative to, you know, keep educating yourself and keep learning, what are, just for the people listening, like, what are some of your favorite influences? Like, where do you go to learn? Where do you go to read? Who are some cool people that you follow? Oh, yeah. Um, I'll tell you who I won't go to. Tell me. <laughs> I won't go to Gary Vaynerchuk. Oh, no. <laughs> God, I've cursed you I guys. won't go to Tony Robbins. I was, I was actually thinking about this like two days ago I was driving somewhere and uh oh I went to Target and uh but I took a scenic route so I went to the one that was in like Deerfield or whatever mm -hmm. and the entire time from Boca to like Deerfield there's um I guess they were having some kind of like weekend conference there's an event going uh, on yeah with like Tony Robbins and Gary Vaynerchuk and like mm -hmm. a couple other guys like that and it's kind of like the whole the noise thing like I can't get with it like I'm sure they have either. a lot of like great shit to say and I'm sure it's super motivational but like I feel like if there's something in the back of my head like if everybody's like looking at them they're everyone's gonna be doing the same thing like I don't want to be on the same bandwagon as everybody else for sure I totally agree you take know? your own path yeah make your own path how are you gonna separate yourself if you're taking advice from the same people that millions of people are taking I wrote an article a while ago I can't remember exactly what it was called, but it was something about motivation mm -hmm. and how motivation is basically like, it's like a product now. Yeah. Like you can take motivation and you can package it yeah. <laughs> in this great product and you can sell it to people. And I just, it's just so weird to me. Like you need to buy motivation. You need to buy tickets to a conference to go stand and a room full of a bunch of other fucking like zombies that just jump around up and down. Yeah. Like, yeah we're going to do it. We're going to do it. Like, when, look at me. Look at me. Yeah. When I think the answer like is a lot less about listening to other people and a lot more about, you know, it's not as glamorous and it won't make as cool of a YouTube video, but coming into this office every single day, sitting down at your desk and just doing shit and be willing to like make the mistakes to learn from over time is way more valuable than a conference yeah we're not even a conference like it's not the conference itself it's just the idea that that's not real tactical stuff it's just like do your best hustle every day yeah just make content but I like, what are you actually doing dollars on a ticket to like go hear that and i think it's like 
they're good at like selling this idea of like being around like-minded people go oh, cool like i'm gonna go to this conference and i'm gonna be around all these other people that are in business and and want to that are great and uh-huh. like want to be the best that they can be and whatever and maybe they they need to break through the ceiling uh-huh. and like whatever and it's just kind of like bullshit like i don't know cool for like four hours a day for two a two-day weekend like people are just going to jump up around and like tell you to walk on fire and glass and whatever the fuck Tony <laughs> Robbins says. But it's like, who cares? Like, first of all, I can watch your shit on YouTube for free. I don't need Definitely. to see you in person for $300. It's, it's a fleeting feeling. You feel very pumped up while you're there and yes. they have all this energy going and whatever. But then like, realistically, it's like anybody, it's like new year's resolutions. It's anything like that after mm-hmm. a couple weeks, maybe a month that the feeling dissipates. is gone yeah so it's like you really need to have that like everyday like inspiration or whatever like your own like self-made like personalized like what's uh-huh. gonna keep you going every day not like i'm gonna get super super hyped for a weekend because who cares it's not even necessarily inspiration it's doing it when you're not inspired yeah it's more so of like the grit of it i think that i guess more so how i would like describe my like work ethic is i would too it's because i guess that's what i mean about like ruts you don't really have anything too exciting going on that it's more of just you you do the things you need to do like despite how you feel you know i totally agree i don't i'm not always gonna be 100 percent like peppy and super motivated i I I just think that i'm not like a hater you know like Yeah. yeah i can make fun of all of that and especially because i just think everything gary vaynerchuk says about social media is kind of fucking bullshit yeah but with that being said like he's doing his thing and who am i to say you know but i i think and i feel in my heart that we have the right mentality Mm -hmm. i really do feel that way i really feel that being focused on results being focused on fundamentals like you said being focused on actually be able to like produce something and not just say like hey look at all this amazing noise we've made but here's like this thing that like we've created that we can actually show you that we can measure and can present to you i think that's the right mentality okay so you don't go to Gary Vaynerchuk and you don't go to Tony <laughs> Robbins. But yeah. from like a tactical standpoint, like where do you learn new stuff? Uh, usually every day I go to like search engine land, search engine journal. They're good. A lot of those. Um, I mean, but again, it's like I'll go to like a is a good one, but they only post like one like good blog a month. Like yeah, they're not, they don't do a lot. They don't do a lot, but when they do, it's good. Um, where else do I go? Sometimes I go into like the back end of like Google Cause when you become like a Google partner or whatever, they mm-hmm. give you, they always send me like emails of like their newest. But that's more on like algorithm shit. changes. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I Definitely. joke like that kind of stuff though. But yeah, well, it's important to know that stuff. It is important. Yeah. Um, where else do I go? Sometimes I go to Moz, but Moz is like they're just hit or miss. Sometimes I go there because they have good like productivity kind of stuff. Mm-hmm. Not so much technical. Not nothing. It's nothing. Um, they post a lot of stuff, but it's not like um, eye-opening. It's yeah. you kind of you'll read it and you're like, I already knew this. I already know this. Exactly. Yeah, so I'll just go there more so for like, system, what what kind of systems can I make today? <laughs> no, know? I agree. Moz is always valuable, but it just seems like they're so above board with 
I don't know. They're kind of like the SEO poster child. Yeah. You know, they're like the golden child of SEO. Yeah. They never want to like ruffle any feathers or say yeah, anything yeah. controversial. Um, okay, so A-Refs you like. Is there any like one in particular that you follow that you appreciate? No. I mean, I follow them all. I also do um, SEM Rush. Yeah. I look at their stuff too. They I have, do too. They always have like good insights and stuff. They do a lot of case studies search engine land and search engine journal it's like it's kind of hit or miss too because they have they like have so much shit that they post all the time a ton but a lot of it is stuff you're just like okay like i already know this this Mm -hmm. is just like worded kind of like a different way Mm -hmm. but occasionally though that's why i always look every day though because occasionally they have some they have some bangers sometimes (laughs) and you're like oh shit (laughs) so last question then well second to last question for somebody that's listening to this that's thinking I really want to start my own business or like I really want to get involved or build my own website. Where would you tell them is is the best place to start for that reason that there's so many different websites and there's so much content and everyone's telling you like do this, do this, do this. This is the best way to do it. This is what you need to do. And I think that I think that in that a lot of the fundamentals get lost. You know, so if you were talking to somebody that knows nothing. Like, where would you tell them to start? Oh, if they knew nothing, I would say go to Moz. Well, I'm not talking about with what to read. I'm talking about, like, do oh. this. Like, literally, this is what you should do. <laughs> <laughs> I don't know. Something. Where does where does anybody start with that kind of thing? I would say start writing is what I would say. I think yeah. that writing is probably the best baseline skill. Yeah. You're always really good with that. I hate writing. Yeah, and <laughs> I, I, I wonder about that, though, which is yeah. why I want your perspective. I wonder if I always go to writing just because that's, like, where I feel most comfortable. No, I think that it is, like, the best form. for. I mean, that's. I think it's kind of proven for, like, anything in your life is writing down shit, like, putting yeah. it on paper is, like, the easiest way to, like, organize your thoughts and, like, how you're going to go about, like, executing some kind of plan. I think so, too. You know? I just it's cool to hear you say that because sometimes I wonder if I have like confirmation bias about mm-hmm. writing just because it's like my art form. No. So like since I like it, I want to tell everybody it's the best, you know? <laughs> no, it is. I just, it's one of those things that like I just like, if there's one thing like I dread doing, it's like anytime I have to like write things out. <laughs> oh, I feel so much better. Like after I write something out and I can see it in front of me, I mm-hmm. feel so much better because my yeah. life, I mean... I play it pretty cool on camera, but my life is basically just like one giant ball of tension and anxiety <laughs> like every fucking moment, you know? Yeah. So after I write something out for a, a couple minutes, I feel just settled and I feel like my thoughts are in order and they're clear. And I also feel like when you, Juliana said something to me that I just never, ever fucking forgot. And it was, it was like a, a real moment in my life honestly she said that it's impossible to lie to a notebook because like you can lie to other people and you can lie like when you're talking yeah. a lot but when it's just you and you're writing in a notebook like yeah can you really lie to that thing because almost sometimes if you write down a lie all that really does is like compound the fact yeah. that it's a lie to you Damn, you know that's a good one. isn't that so good that's when she so said good. that to me i was just like oh my god yeah that's beautiful and there's something like damn sure it's therapeutic but it's almost i don't know if therapeutic's the word it's almost like there's something that's uh so just honest and 
there's no way around it is what i'm trying to say yeah like there's no way you mm-hmm. can possibly fool yourself if you're writing yeah because it's just the nature of it throws the truth in your face yeah it's very true yeah i think so too i think that's a good place to leave off yeah i like that cool molly you did a great job thank you i'm super proud of you i think you're a rock star <laughs> thanks molly thank you so much for coming in here uh thank you everybody for listening thank you for the emails that i get and the comments that i get about the podcast um i really really appreciate it it makes me feel great please subscribe please uh leave a rating on itunes that's the best thing you can do to support the show and uh, i really appreciate you guys molly thanks again thank you see ya